Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. say that. Hello, my darlings. Hello, hello. Welcome once again to Talking to Actors with myself, Anna Mann, actress, singer, a mermaid for some time. It was just the sort of, you know, post a lot of drinking and a bit of fun and a bit of a party. I, I thought I'd become a mermaid and I don't know what I was thinking. And it got very, very drowny and we had to stop. So, I'm here chatting to one of my lovely actor friends. I've got Nico Tatarowitz. Have I said that right? You have, yeah. I've known you so long. Tatarovich. And I suddenly thought, what if I don't actually know how to say his name? Tatarovich, which is... My surname? No, where it's from, darling. Where is... It's pretty fun, just having a laugh with you. Oh, oh, um... oh, is... oh, yes, that's what you do. Yes. yes the... That's his thing. Nico likes to be a little bit funny. Which... <laughs> I yeah, adore. It's just in me. I adore that about you. <laughs> You're always trying to be funny, and I love that. It's so <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. But yes, Nico is here. I always call you Nico, and I. You do. But everyone else calls you Nico, and I think, and I think it is Nico, isn't it? It is short so for was Nicholas. It, so it was never Nico. No. Because Nico is my favourite singer of all time. I mean, really? she's terrible, but, yeah, that's but quite I bad. love her. That's quite bad. But I love her with a passion. I love all the Velvet Undergrounds, every single one of them. So I'm going to keep calling you Nico, if that's all right. Yeah, not not out of me. not out of rudeness, because that's what I think of you, and it'd be weird to change it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's a better name. Yeah, it makes me sound. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't lie. lie. I won't lie. No, <laughs> well, you can lie. lie. Well, Do you want to lie? I think it might be required. A bit of lying. A bit of lying. The odd lie won't hurt anyone, will it? Have you ever done a lie that you've really regretted? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. In showbiz or out? Both. Can, you, can we talk place. a bit about either? Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we lying all the time? Aren't we? Was, Don't you think? I was talking to my granddaughter, Little Lemon, about lying. She was asking, <laughs> what is lying? And I talked about lying, and I said, well, when you're deliberately not telling the truth, mm. and what's the truth? She says, oh, God, you know, I mean, this exactly. is a whole, where do we go from there, really? Exactly that. Oh, what God. Is the truth? So I said lying is when you say something you don't mean, but it's not the same as pretending or acting or imagining, which is, you know, the most wonderful thing you could ever do with your life. Lying can be hurtful, but then I said there's white lies where you, you know, you say a lie so you don't hurt someone, or by this time she just walked off, to be honest. Yes. Not mm. interested. How old is she? Four. Yeah, well, they do walk off at that oh, age. Just walked off. And in my experience, I said, and I, I said, come back here, Lemon. Come back here, darling. Do you realise what you just did was incredibly rude? And she said, what? What? And I said, you just, you asked me a question. This is a thing I will not abide, right? Mm. I don't care what age you are. Mm. She asked me a question. I began to answer the question. Yes, I took 40 minutes. <laughs> Yes, there are a thousand caveats and, and detour. It was a labyrinth of, mm. of speech. 
That's what I'm known for. And yet she walked away, you know? Yeah, well, she'll probably never change. Well, I don't think so, no. And to be honest, I've sort of written her out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean... Which, once... I mean, maybe is an over... I spoke to my husband about it, um, 17th husband, and he said, I'm overreacting, but I don't know. I don't know. I think once someone's that arrogant... It's an arrogance, She's isn't not it? Gonna lose Which will that. do her career very well, I've got to say. I've been trying to get her in adverts. I've been trying to get mm. her in a stage play with myself. But yeah. um, my daughter Mahogany won't have it. She mm. hates acting. She thinks it's a waste of time. Mm. I said, you're a waste of time. You said that to her? To Mahogany, yes, to Hogg. But, you know, we have this sort of love-hate relationship. So enough about me. Now, before we get into our conversation <laughs> and really discuss a bit of Nico Tatarowicz and where he's from and mm -hmm. what he does and why and if and... Who for, really? Let's just have a quick update on what Anna's been up to this week. You can just sit here and listen, but, you know, if you want to say anything, you can. That's up to you, really. Well, I found myself in a bit of a conundrum this week, Nico. Tony, who does the lift, do you know the lift? You don't live in Brighton, do you? There's a lift. <laughs> There's a lift that takes you up the very high seafront. Oh, yes. You've been to, you know the seafront. Yeah, yeah. There's a lift, right? It's a hidden lift. It's within... Cliff? Uh, it's within the cliff, yes, but it's hidden. Only so many people know about it, okay? This lift, it operates throughout the year to help parents, you'll see, with buggies mm. to get up the hill, or actors... Mm. who've gone down to the sea, perhaps to brood on a character, to muse on a roll as they watch the gulls splashing this way and that, you know, or perhaps they just fancied an ice cream. The infirm. The infirm, so people with children, the infirm, and actors. That's who it's there for. And we've gone down, we've, we've found ourselves a bit stuck, mm. you know, because we're in that awful position, I don't know if you've been in this, where you can't be asked to walk back again, mm. where you've gone, oh, that looks lovely, I must go down to the sea, I mm. must look at the girls and think on what I do and why I'm so wonderful and important, and then, fuck, I can't be asked to get back again, you see. Mm -hmm. But never worry, because there's a lift there. That's why the lift is there. And you see them, you see hundreds of these actors lying at the bottom of the steps, just incapable of moving, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they've come down <laughs> to think on their character, and they've gone, I've got to get back up there, I'm an actor. Well, also, they've ended I'm not up James drained. Bond, I play James Bond, but I, I can't just get climb a load of steps. But they've ended up drained, haven't they? Because oh, completely. If you put yourself into a character... Oh, God. The real you's, I'd say, gone for a good, a good 90 well, minutes I, after that. I don't think it's over the top to say it's the hardest thing any person could ever do. I think to it's become the hardest job character. in the world. Yes, you're absolutely right. So you end up with these hundreds of actors at the bottom of these steps just mm. lying there. And the council fitted a lift, which was so lovely of them, you know, to take us up with all those other people, you know, wheelchairs and bus chairs and so on. And, and one man just had a chair. I don't know. I think he was hoping someone would just carry him around in it. Just a dying in chair, but anyway. Mm. So Tony is the marvellous chap who operates this lift. I want to say he's Nigerian. You can. You say it. I'm only 30% sure. Mm. So anyway. Right. <laughs> loveliest man in the world, really is. Operates the lift March through to September, right? After that, it's very much a case of keep well, keep warm, okay? Basically, the lift doesn't work after September, it's there. Isn't that when you need it most? Well, yes. This is what I've said to the council over and over again. But basically, the lift only operates between March and September, you see. So you walk down to the sea. They're presuming we don't want to go to the sea after September. Yeah, well, what does Tony do? Well, this is, this is the thing, you know. But it's all right for us actors, because obviously, after September, scientists actually recently discovered actors are the only members of the human species who can hibernate. Did you know that? <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I do a lot of it, I'll yes, be honest. Yes, yes, you just mm. get in, Months at a time. wrap up. Doesn't even have to be winter. Doesn't even just at any at any point in your life, you'll just stop, yeah. curl into a ball, and it's a great skill. Well, what I've learned to do is I've learned 
that as soon as that phone stops ringing and the work's not coming in, just mm. hibernate then. Just fucking get in a ball. Just get in a, get curl in up the, in a ball, get in the bed. Find the smallest, warmest space you can and get in just it. Just get in it. And, and just, just hope something... Yeah, and, and also... A new, hope there's a new series in the new year or something. Just don't do any acting while you're doing that, right? Just store it. Fuck. Store it up. Well, the cupboard will break. Like, have you ever seen a pelican? The way they store food in there. I don't know what a pelican is, it's sorry. It's a sort of... I think it's a land bird with a baggy throat. Okay, right. Yes, I'm picturing my best friend, Sue Clinch. <laughs> yep, yeah, I get it up. I get you. Yeah. Mm, Pelican, um, yeah. I store up my acting. Yeah. When I'm not acting. What, like you kind of your acting energy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I store It's kind of up. like, if you ever remember the 80s TV show Transformers, they lived off energon mm-hmm. cubes. Acting, yes, acting yeah, is sort like of that. like that. We, mm. If you're not an actor, you probably don't know this, but basically when you become an actor, you're given a certain supply of energon mm. cubes. or They're not energon cubes, they're mm. called acting balls, and you stuff them mm. all in you. <laughs> this is how it works. I mean, this is the first, this is sort of like, yeah. you know when you become president mm-hmm. and there's all those sort of things, what does the president find out when they become the president, you know, the secret mm. truth of yeah. the CIA. Mm. It's a bit like that when you become an actor, yeah. you find out how acting works. It's mm. not method acting. It's not any of the other ones. It's you get these balls and you mm. eat them all, yeah. and you slowly run out of them. Canoeists use the same stuff. But what do they eat? They're not allowed to know. It's just sort of all a ball of nuts, chocolate, carbohydrates. Oh, you're talking about those energy balls? Yeah. Yes, it's a, so it's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. So that and citalopram. Yes, yes, which very, is very antidepressant. Important. Antidepressant. <laughs> yes. Antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, I just did exactly the thing I accused Lemon of doing, of looking at my phone. I asked you a question. You start answering that. So entitled. What it is, is one of my guests might not be able to get here, so I'm trying to find someone else. Mm. I don't mean I'm trying to find someone else leave. other than you. <laughs> if they I mean come, to I their to slot. I'm focusing on you, right? The phone's oh, off. Please do. Fuck, he's so touchy. <laughs> anyway, let me go on with this ridiculous story, yeah. and then we can get back to bloody point of this, which is to talk to Nico Tatarowicz. So when the lift is there, Tony is there, mm-hmm. okay? Always yep. charming, always polite, mm-hmm. never give you a rude look, no matter how ridiculous your hat. And I've worn some very ridiculous hats, I really have, just to get the attention, you know, to get people looking at me. <laughs> I mean, because what's happened is, Nico, so many actors go down there mm-hmm. that producers and casting directors have started doing the same thing, and they just sort of hold open auditions on the beach, you see. <laughs> it's so much easier, and there's no rent to pay for the space. You don't need to have a camera. I mean, you all just sit on the beach. So I get the lift, and I know Tony well by this point. I'd say he's definitely a friend. I'd say, yes, I'd say he's the best friend I've ever had. I don't think that's over the top. And that includes Sue Clinch, who by this point is less of a friend and more of a sort of stain. So I always say, hi, Tony. He nods and smiles, a wonderful smile, like a crescent moon packed with promise, you know, and teeth. Promising teeth. (laughs) Promising teeth. How are you? He asks. Oh, you know, I say, pointing to the hat knowingly. I ask what he does during the rest of the year. September's coming. What are you going to do, Tony? How are you going to survive? Well, he says it is hard. I have to look around for what work I can find. You know, the lift only provides so much. Mm, he sounds like Alec um, Guinness. I think Bill Shake said that. Well, he is a beard. He does have a touch of that. There's something There's touch something wa- achingly wise about him. And I don't know if that's just because he's from another country and I'm putting it on him. Mm, no, be. I think it's definitely that he's achingly wise. And he shows me a picture of his son, or mm. possibly his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I wasn't really looking. Anyway, he says, I must provide. You say, put food on the table. You understand? And that really touched me, actually, because I've never had to put food on the table, mainly because I just despise tables. I will not have one in the house. Awful things. Horrible contraption of the West designed to trap us. But still, I feel so bad for Tony. And then in a moment of madness, Sneaker, this was the fuck, I said, well, you should come and do a play with me. Fuck. Really? Do you know what I mean? What was I thinking? He says, oh, really? But I've never acted. I say, don't worry about that. You'll be fine. You know, neither have I, really. I mean, I have, but I don't really know what I'm doing. None of us do. It's all no, just energon, nobody knows anything. energon cubes these days. Yeah. Leave it with me. I'll get it all written in time for when the lift stops, you know, end of September. We'll put it on in Lewis. We'll make a fortune. They'll watch anything in Lewis. <laughs> They'll pay to see anything. I met someone who paid £20 to watch a read-through. That's a true story in Lewis. <laughs> Thanks, says Tony. Thank you. Thank you. You know, he's really mm. very... Humble man. About anyway, I'm off around Somerset for the next few weeks, performing a horrid little two-person show about the lives of the cheeky girls. Really awful, really. <laughs> but work, you know. And when I get back, I always have to take a month off post a long run just to shake off the character, you know. And Cheeky 2 was a particularly hard one to shift, if you like. <laughs> Such a life. Anyway, I'm woken about seven days into my hibernation. Firm but gentle knock on the door. I don't know if we can recreate that. All the tables are soft in here. <laughs> Very good, very good. Firm but gentle knock on the door, and there's Tony. Fuck. Beaming like anything, excited to appear in this play that I've written for him. But alas, I've utterly forgotten about it. Mm. Worse of all, he's brought his son or his uncle. I don't know, it's either a tall son or a short uncle. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I hide under the covers. I just panic. You know what it's like when you've promised well, something, going back yeah, to the lying, yeah, going yeah. back to the lying. You promise something you can't fulfill. Jump under the covers for hours, but he will not leave. He's still there. Fuck, I keep looking. You know, he's still there. <laughs> Eventually, I answer the door and I apologize. I'm so sorry, darling. I, I, I couldn't finish the play. And I, the first thing that pops in my head is to fake consumption, you know, the, yeah, the disease. Victorian disease. I've always been very good at that since I played all of the Brontes in an educational piece <laughs> for preschoolers that was set on a bouncy castle. Um, <laughs> It was great. Wobbling heights. It was very good. It wasn't good, actually, if I'm honest, but it was very wobbly. Anyway, if I'm honest, there wasn't a great difference between my Anna and my Emily. Mm. Or my Anne and my Emily. That should, should be OK, though. Yes, I mean, they're all sort of one and the same. I've never read any of the books, but I imagine they're very mm. dull. Anyway, if <laughs> I can fake consumption like that, is what I'm saying. Mm. Drop of a hat, I'm immediately consumed. Well, you look pale. Already, yeah. you know, but then once I start acting the pale, mm. it's like double the pale. Mm. Anyway, he recoils in fear. I tell him, I say, I've probably only days to live. Get away before you catch it too. But Tony, you're a natural. If you don't act, then we might as well end the world tomorrow. He says, but you've only seen me operate a lift. I say, I don't care. You've got a gift and so does your son. And he says, he's my uncle. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just take these hats. I give him my whole collection of hats and my attention grabbing hats and, and I, I shove him out the room you know then I start faking coughing blood once the door's shut and I use the old snip the epiglottis trick I don't know if you know it's a classic wrestling move you just snip a bit of your epiglottis <laughs> what with? with just a little razor little razor just in your fingernail just pop it in <laughs> Then you can start spitting blood, you'll see. Anyway, mm. the long and short of it is, I'm finally getting to the end of this fucking story. I'm now unable to use the lift back up. What, because you're embarrassed? I'm embarrassed to see him because he thinks I'm dead. So I can't go down there because I'm damned if I'm going to climb those steps. Mm. Since then, I heard from Sue Clinch, Tony has been spotted by Rachel Freck down there because they're all down there now. <laughs> He's the lead in the new Game of Thrones prequel. Oh. And the uncle's playing his son. 
wearing your hats. Fucking typical. Wearing my hats. What do you think about that, Nico? Well, all that says to me is don't worry about other people's feelings. Yes, because as actors, we're animals. And you've got to fucking go for it when, when there's a chance you push whoever you need to out the way. You don't waste your time helping others. Exactly. I mean, in the industry, a lot of people will it's say... It's not enough work for us, let alone the other people. Exactly. A lot of people in the industry... When I say other people, <laughs> I just want to hasten to add, I don't mean Nigerians or no, lift operators. I mean just anyone other than yourself. I was saying that in the industry, um, you know, you are... I know you know this, but you are quite Marmite, and a lot of people say she's a bugger. Fuck doesn't do care they? about anyone. Doesn't do care they? about anyone. Who says that? And I, Just half, half... Who says that? Just half of all the people we know. Fuck. But I always say... I bet it's Sue Clinch. That's what I like I about I bet it's Sue Bloody it, it, Clinch. Well, it probably started with Sue. You always say... Well, oh, she's a booger. Just imagine it, can't you? <laughs> yeah. What do, she's from the north, like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uncanny. Yes. Sounds like my mother. But what do you say to the other half? Or, to, you, or which half are you in, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Yeah, right, OK. I, no, I admire the fact that you don't take prisoners, you know? No, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. What? <laughs> right. Once again, my friend Dave Edwards popped in to give me a bit of input on what the real people are up to. So let's hear a bit of that. Talking to the real people. Talking to the real peeps. Talking to the real people. What are those people? Eats? Right. So, Dave, you're back. Who have you been talking to this week, Dave? This week, I've been talking to, periodically through the week, my father. He's bed-bound at the moment, so it's not that right. bad. Okay. He's got... Um, bed-bound is well, it's not, not a lot of fun, is it? N- no. So he's sort of... Um, but he's, you know, he's got Netflix. But he's all right. He's, oh, okay. You know, and right. I go to the co-op and I'll get him some, um, some mm. monkey nuts or whatever he asks for. Yes. So, you know, it's a bit Downton Abbey in a way. Do you know what I mean? I'm the butler. He's looked after. Yes. And then I talk to him and ask, you know... Um, how are you? You know, like we said before, banter is very important for real people. So I guess what this leads us into is age and yes. illness. So what do real people do when they get old? I am able to work till the day I die, but I know real people, they have to stop. It's called retirement. Retirement. So tell me a bit about that. What's that mean? Well, it's usually 60 to 63 or 64. They are saying it could be 70 in the future, Mm. whereby you've got to continually be working until a very, very ripe age. And finally, you're given retirement. And then when you're 70, you can finally do the things you want to do. But unfortunately... A lot of people do die after retirement if you've had a very stressful life and job. Right, so you've been worked to the bone. Yeah, you finally get to then, the golf but course. But don't worry, because one day you'll get to do the fun stuff you want to do, but by the time you do, you're completely knackered. Yeah, unfortunately so. Oh, that sounds awful. Because suddenly your rhythm and your schedule of life has gone in a completely different direction, and your body... And re- presumably you're like, well, what do I do? What do I do? I need to clock in. I need to... Yeah. Other things people do at work. Absolutely. Your structure and routine I need my pencils. Absolutely. It's like Moses in the desert. He's taken on the pharaohs. He's won. Now he's told to go. He goes off and he's just lost in a desert. I think so that what happens. do you... I don't know something like... I don't believe any of the Bible, if I'm honest. No. So it's... what do you do then when you retire? It really depends how much money you've squirreled away. Right. If you haven't been clever with your money, it's countdown and pop noodles. If you have been clever with your money, you go on lots of cruises to different parts of the world. Have you been clever with your money? 
I'm planning to, not at the moment, but I am planning You've to. You've started the ball rolling. I began to imagine... We've got another 30 years to save. Yes, this is true. It's quite a long time, isn't it, when you think about that, like 30 years. I don't know if it... Is it that long? Yeah, I, I think I'll have to start putting a bit of money away each week or so month. So how much each week will you put away? Well, the thing a is... pound? Someone, I mean, because then that's still only... Uh, that's not enough. That's you, not we're enough. We're talking like maybe That's 50, 52 pounds. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do anything with 52 pounds. That would be a one year. shot. Times 30... Times 30. God knows what the answer to that. If anyone knows the answer to that, please do tweet in. You'd be talking about in. hundreds with that, wouldn't and you? And that's not enough, especially no. in the future. Probably with, a, um, an apple will cost a million pounds. Easily. With, what do they call that? Conden- not condensation. So what's it called? No, it's, uh, it's condensation. Yes, it is, isn't it? And um, the, what Where the air can- rises... As does the money. Yeah. Yes. No, you're right. It. The metaphor works, and that's the main thing. So, right. So you have to squirrel away some money. Yes. <sighs> you can't live. You can't spend it. You can't enjoy your life. No. While you're here. You just got to sit on your money, you're saving it, and then hoping when you get old, you won't be dead. Yeah. And then you can do stuff. And but you're not allowed to do it. But then presumably you're on a cruise with other old people. Uh, yes. And unfortunately, nobody so. wants that, do they? No. Well, I guess they're like-minded at that point. You'll only be with old people when you are an old person. You know, the more you tell me, I just don't understand why everyone doesn't just become an actor. Well, they would want to. Everyone wants to be an actor. Oh, yes, all the people I work with. Why don't they do it then? Well, they haven't got the agent. They haven't had the breaks. Oh, for fuck's sake, just do it. Just start doing it and see if someone will give you some money for it. I think it's the fear that... That's how I started. But you've got a talent, haven't you? You've got a unique element and energy about you. Well, yes, obviously. I'm like fire. And like the janitor I was speaking to earlier, he's a big fan of James Bond. The janitor. Yeah, yeah so right. I think I, I mentioned him... Uh, last week. Yeah, last week. There's a janitor who's in charge of cleaning carpets. He's, Always the janitors. It is strange. I think I'm Do you very... Think want to be a janitor? I wouldn't be a very good janitor. I find it problematic cleaning my own flats. Let alone but you someone could else's talk space. To people like you, but this time you could give your opinions. I would be the person. Be, yes, rather than just be nodding and being polite, pretending that. And you wouldn't they have emails there. to look at, would you? Electronic mail. Oh, God, just no. be, I mean, know. they're like me. They probably haven't a clue what they are. No, God, no. It's just not part it, of their problem. I don't though. mean this. I know this sounds really very rude, but they probably can't write. No, they're very good. Or barely. With, I'd say barely. Right. Maybe they could write with a mop, you know, but. Yeah, I think I they can do they things can like um, danger or just basic words. Yes, health and danger, safety words. Danger, danger. Simple yes. as that. Yeah, or um, wet paint. Yeah, that sort of thing. Words, not sentences, and paragraphs. It'd be sarcastic if you asked them to do that. Oh God, they wouldn't have a clue where to start. All right. So basically, what lesson have we learned from this? Don't get old. Definitely don't get old. If you do get old, make sure you've saved money. That's key to everything. Money. But even then, the best you're going to get is a cruise with other old people, which is going to be horrific. And also the actual cruise, the karaoke's a bit naff. They talk about the Karaoke's having... naff? Yes. Well, how much do they pay for this naff karaoke? Oh, you could be looking at thousands. Uh, and you're just given a microphone, you've got to sing along to the lyrics of fame. Or whatever. You've got to. Yes. Oh, yeah. Although you realize you're off the boat. It's organised fun. Yeah. No one wants someone to create a bad vibe, so you probably would be on a lifeboat. Right. Well, we've learnt a lot this week, so hopefully we'll see you next week. Oh, please. I hope I'm invited back. Thank you very much, Dave Edwards. Thank you. Thank you for that, Dave Edwards. We're back with Nico Tataroich. Thank you. 
It's time to really get into the meat of this. Mm-hmm. It's time for Talking to Actors. Talking to actors, trying to understand their process. We're talking to actors, actors, yeah, they rule the world. So, Nico, mm. Nico, do you find it annoying that I call you Nico? No, I don't even hear it anymore. Lovely. The Nico Tartarowicz story, here we go. Yeah. You were born, presumably? Yeah. What was that like? Any... Cold. Cold, really. Cold, cold. Well, lonely. it was north, northern, was it? It was. It was in Rochdale. It was Rochdale. Rochdale. Yeah. God, what's that like? Just mountains? <laughs> well, I'm imagining mountains, like a Lord of the Rings scene. Yeah. You know, the snowy peaks that they must well, was, climb. We're going back a bit. Mm. How I far? How, I don't know. It depends. hundred years? It depends which Wikipedia page you read. Ah, here we go. How many Wikipedia pages do you have now? There's my one mm. that I micromanage right. and then there's the ones that just spring up yes I'm sure there's a lot that's, out there that's just a thing yes, you've got yes, to live with so, and there's a lot of fan fiction about you isn't there <laughs> there's just a something lot you've of, got to live with oh god some of it's very risky right so carry on um, <laughs> born 1974 Rochdale what a year what, and, and um, have, right, you probably so have lost the accent. Labourer there, labourer in, struggling. Born in Rochdale, I would, I would talk like that. Would you really? Well, I moved when I was six months old, so I lost the accent immediately. And so you t- you were talking before six months? <laughs> yeah. Were you acting? Yeah. I mean, were you I writing? Think, I think that's where, yeah. Well, not you're writing, an actor and a writer, we should point out. Nico um, appears, we're mainly talking about your acting. Yeah. But you write and you act. I do. I always forget to say what you've done. But you've well, done many things. Nico has been try around. And remember, please try. And yes, remember. well, he's been around a lot mm. in the comedy world. Appeared mm-hmm. in Murder and Successful many times, a recurring yes. character, in fact, mm-hmm. which never happens these days to anyone. Well, it's not happened since. <laughs> it will. It will. Come on. What was the Channel Four show? Channel Four show. The Noel Edmonds show. Did you? I did a pi- no. I helped write a pilot. Right. For a. Okay. Uh, what was it called? It was called Cheap, Cheap, Cheap. Cheap, Cheap, Cheap. Oh my God. I had the honour of um, being involved in some workshops to try and get a Noel Edmonds quiz f- character-based format up on its feet. Set in a shop. But unfortunately, I couldn't do the series because I was doing Murder in Successful. Ah, I mean, I guess it was an attempt to be a bit like Murder in Successful, wasn't it? Yeah, in but its I own guess way. Noel Edmonds sends it in a very different direction. <laughs> he did. Immediately. Well, <laughs> just while we're talking about Noel... Yes. I hadn't ever really known what it is about him mm. that makes him as likable as he is. And then to spend a few hours in his presence, mm. apart from just how expensive his jeans and his boots looked, and his wife was wearing exactly the same How ones. expensive his wife looked. <laughs> yeah. No, they were both wearing exactly the same puffer jeans jacket, and jeans and cowboy boots. Right. And Which is you, lovely. <laughs> yeah. And they looked, yeah, they looked expensive. They look like right. expensive people. She, okay, does, she actually sure. does his hair and his makeup. He will talk to a member of the public about anything for as long as they want. Uh, I just can remember him saying to, to one of the people that pretended to be a contestant in the mm. read-through, he said about hamburgers, and he said, um, you like a hamburger? <laughs> and they went, yeah, yeah, I like a, I like a burger. How, how right. do you have it? What do you have with it? Mm. And he could have just gone and gone, do you have chips? Would you like a drink? He just kept going. Was anyone like going, no, can you, can we move on? <laughs> well, you don't, do you? Because no, you can't. he's sort of so how bigger that... than all of us. Fuck. Physically? It was, oh, it was impressive. How long did that hamburger talk go on for then? That was about 40 minutes on the burgers. Wow. And can this is tr- true. Yeah, go This on. is true. He then yes. told us an anecdote, right, mm. that on Christmas Day, and it's going to sound like I'm making this up, mm. maybe I am. He told me an anecdote 
about how he had to get a lake in his garden moved because oh, he didn't want it there. He needed, they put it in the wrong place, so I had to have it moved. And I was really relating to it, and, uh, and he followed it up by telling us that there's a gaggle of geese <laughs> on his estate that wanders around, and they'll be sitting there like, They'll have guests over or whatever, and the geese yeah. will walk in, and the guests will go, oh, 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 what's happening, what's happening? And he'll be like, oh, it's, it's my gaggle of geese. And on Christmas Day, a couple of years ago, he got a phone call from the local village who said, Mr. Edmonds, we've got a gaggle of geese here all round the cenotaph. Are they yours? And he was like, do you know what? By Jove, they are. And he went down and he picked them up in his Land Rover, and he came home and finished his Christmas dinner. <laughs> Top that. Oh, lovely. Lovely story. What a lovely chap. So he's a lovely man. Well, that's lovely to know, isn't it? A yes. lovely chap. Well, why don't we try that now? OK, give me a, a thing and I'll see. So, so okay. what, what do you like for your dinner? I'm attempting to be Noel Oh, Edmund. right, OK. Right, what do, you, what, what's, what do you have for your dinner? Mince. Mince? What the fuck? <laughs> see, I've spoiled it already. Yeah, yeah, I? yeah. All oh, right, that, he yeah. wouldn't do no, that. No, no, exactly. He wouldn't do that. God, it's so... It makes you it feel like... It is a skill, isn't it? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandberry podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So were your family actors or producers or you're not one of them, are you? I'm not one of them. No. Were they we in were, any we're, way involved? No, we were... I'd say my mum was a repressed actor, and she has lived vicariously through wanting to see me do a lot better than I have oh, since I, a very young I think age. that's worse than not caring, isn't it, sometimes? <laughs> yeah, a lot worse. It's a lot worse. She had a bit of a... She's dramatic. I'm right. dramatic. OK, are you? I'm trying to grow out of it. Are you dramatic? I'm quite dramatic, yeah. Well, quite. You're not so deaverish. No. You mean you have dramatic thoughts? You, yeah. You flit from thing to thing. Too in tune with the emotions, maybe. Right, OK, okay. yeah. Mum was yeah. the same, yeah. is the same. Not yes. Bad. But she also, uh, she had a good singing voice. But what she didn't do, she didn't do anything with it. So right. I, I remember coming down the stairs, age six, and mm. she would be sitting at the music centre with one of those the little... Music centre? God, yeah. you're from the north, aren't you? <laughs> Near the couch. Come and sit by the music. Near the settee. <laughs> music centre. <laughs> and she had one of those little handheld little microphones in, and oh. she was singing Elaine Page and Barbara Dixon. 
with the curtains shut. Both at the same the, time. Both at the same Fuck. time. Amazing. That is it? good. And before that, like, midnight, oh. what is that? All that. Sort of when like you're in love with a beautiful... That's Dr. Hook. Yes. That's yes. Dr. Hook. Yes. All that. All no, those I know that hits. well. You better watch your friends. <laughs> yeah, you better look out. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of secret drama. Hidden So drama. then I go to school and then someone says, we're putting a little play on for Christmas. I I'm imagining it's very cold. Very, very cold. Very basic. Yes. Tape on the windows. Yes, that sort of thing. Just bread bread and butter. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, bread and butter. A few donated bricks. Yeah. It's an old donkey. An old donkey. (laughs) It was an old donkey. Right. Outside that we all used to. That's one of the teachers. Throw things at. Right. Lovely. Gotcha. So So you're at school. We're at school. There's going to be a Christmas play. Who are you going to be? Fuck. Who are you going to be? God, that's not easy to answer. Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, Charlie. In the Christmas play? I, no, it wasn't. Is he yeah. in the Nativity? Well, he was in this one. Right. It's Jewish school. Okay. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I don't know what I can say I just, about that. I, I just mean we're just looser with Christmas. I say Are we. I'm Jewish? Not, I'm not. You're I not know, Jewish. I went to a Jewish school for some right. reason. Or I went to a school that had loads of Jewish kids in it. So they still acknowledge Christmas, but they... But we had a laugh with it. Fuck it up a bit. <laughs> Mess <laughs> well, it up a bit. In a, a good way. It. Yeah, yeah fuck Open it. it up. Right. So I was okay. Charlie Chaplin. I did the walk, you see. Yes. Twirled the cane, did Twirled the walk. Twirled the cane. Uh, but my trousers came down. And had down. you seen Charlie Chaplin at was, this point? Had you been watching Charlie Chaplin as a kid? I, I, I should try to show Lemon some of it. Mm. And she sort of got it, but, you know, no, I mean, walked off board. And, exactly. She doesn't sound very bright. shimmer and shine. She doesn't sound very bright, does she? But did you watch it? I already liked, by the time I was about five, Chaplin and Harold Lloyd and wow. um, what the other two? Uh, Keaton? One a thin Keaton? One. Oh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, not as good, but... Yeah. Oh, Lauren Hardy, the best, aren't they? <laughs> no, they you, are. You, would you put Chaplin at the top? The... No, because he's problematic. As in his private life? Yeah. As in he probably did awful things, did he? Well, I think he had relationships with people that were... Young. Young. <laughs> OK. So it was right. ironic that... But, but comedy-wise... When I portrayed him, my trousers yes. fell down and everyone gasped. Oh, God. Yeah, not a, like a flasher. But was that deliberate? No, no, it was oh, awful. God. But I went with it. That was the thing. Would you think that sums up all of your career in a way? <laughs> yeah, probably. You're yeah. aiming for. It hasn't got I mean, any it's higher in the than that. way. Mm. You're aiming for something. But what you get is you miss that. Yeah, miss that. But instead, something else happens that you didn't mean. Mm. But people love it. Do you know what's strange about or that? Or at least tolerate it. Is that joking aside? That's probably true. Wow. And. It happened again when I was about eight. My mum took me to Blackpool. Yes. And there was one of those things. It's like, you know, British seaside holiday thing where there's like someone even lower down the pecking order than, than we are now mm. um, on stage help, getting children. I think when, <laughs> I, can I just jump in and say, I'm not part of that we you just oh, right, did. Okay. You're talking about yourself and yeah. someone else. Yeah, yeah okay. of course. This man gets gets a load of us kids up and says, right, come on. While the parents are all getting drunk in this bar, oh. probably owned by the Nolans, uh, we had to do a drill. Right. But every time they said left and all the kids went left, I yes. went right. But Politically? I but I wasn't. <laughs> Sorry. In some ways. Okay. I wasn't doing it on purpose and oh, I was really wow. embarrassed, but they were laughing. Oh, God. So you're like the human equivalent of one of those sitcom episodes. Yeah. Especially a children's mm. comedy sitcom. Mm. Someone's got to be in a play and mm. they're really worried about it mm. or someone is ill and someone else has to step in and yeah. they're like, God, I can't do that, I can't do yeah. that. And then they end up doing it. Mm. I'm particularly thinking of an episode of Neighbours <laughs> where they have to do Othello, which is not a choice, <laughs> isn't it, to do. And I think actually one of them does sort of black up for it, I think. I think. My which memory I, may which be I never here. did. Which My memory I never may be did. Changed. When you played Othello. 
<laughs> no, I did. Just ever in your career. I, I did a very white working class Othello. Anyway, that thing in mm. sitcoms or Neighbours mm. or other things where someone's got to do a play mm. and you know the plot. Yeah. And they're terrified about it. Mm. And then they end up doing it and they don't do it well. But because they're not doing it well, they're slipping up. They're dropping things. Everyone loves. They're knocking people on the head with a plank. It's the producers, isn't it? That's it is. what we're talking about it's, here. We're talking um, about the producers. You are a living... A runt. Well, the, I mean, the film, the producers. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Oh. So why did you say a runt? <laughs> Just saying I was... In that role, you're being a runt. Oh. I feel like you're only listening to half of what I'm saying. This is like talking to Lemon. Is it funnier when you watch But worse, it? because Lemon's cute and, <laughs> and like, my granddaughter, and you're just a man. I'm just a tired man. It's one thing if a four-year-old isn't listening to you and walks away, but a man who is only just about... Anyway. At least I'm looking at you in the eyes. Sort of. <laughs> Here's mm. my question to you. How does Niko Tartarovich take the thing you accidentally do... Mm-hmm. And do it on purpose. Bloody hell. Is that what you learnt to do? That's what I think I'm still learning to do. Yes, you to, are. To, to live on purpose. That's good. That no, is that's, good. I like that. It's the sort of thing John Lennon would have and said. And to act on purpose. Do you mean on stage uh, or no, do you mean I, in life? Just you, everything. Think, never act on purpose. Right. Live on purpose. Act on instinct. So you want to create the parameters where you're doing that stuff. Your trousers are falling down. Yeah. But you meant it to happen. Yeah. But you're somehow still in the place where you... Or did I? Didn't. Do you no, see? No, you think that's clever and it's not. <laughs> I think this is where you're slipping up in your career. Right. You think things are cleverer than they are. I know that's what I've done a lot. You do your chaplain. It goes chaplain. down well because your trousers fall down. Yeah. Classic. The producers mm. slash that episode of Neighbours. Where do you go from there? You've said, do you want to do acting after that? Is yes. That, right, okay. Yeah, a lot, and I do, but I'd keep it private like mum. Right. So there's a lot of being Harrison <clears throat> Ford in the mirror by mm. going like that. With my, right. See, I'm arching. Is the mirror next to the music centre? No, it's upstairs in my right. room. Right, okay. So uh, you're up there doing that and she's I, down there. I basically perfected the Harrison Ford sneer wow. by the time I was about eight. Lovely. And Let's I thought, see it. Let's see it. Right. It doesn't look the same now because I yes, kind of sure. look, I look like Rose West. <laughs> <laughs> but the sneer, I mean, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I think the mistake I made then is I took myself <laughs> too seriously. Is there a point where you go, you know what, I'm going to fucking go for this? Um, 11? 15? 30. 30? Yeah, so what did leap. you do before that? Work in an office? Work in a mine or something? <laughs> <laughs> the office at the mine. You were working at the... Oh, so you didn't go down with the others. You didn't stayed go up down with the, the lads. top. Right, you were one of those. And never quite fit in. No, I As bet you result, didn't. They used to call me Marjorie. Wouldn't take you to the pubs or anything. No. I'd try and go along, but again, my trousers would fall down and yes. they'd all laugh. <laughs> they'd all laugh. And for the wrong reasons, and they'd go, you should do comedy. And I'd say, they'd have me in a headlock. And, and was it a thing, was it that sort of true? Was that all the way through those lives, people going, mate, why don't you go and do a comedy? You're funny. Yeah. And who were those You're people? You're an idiot. Why don't you go and go... Yeah, they were saying, tell you right. what, no one takes you seriously. You know what you should do? You should go and do a comedy. Yeah. And I'd go, I will one day. And then I'd go home, sort of cry into my pillow and think... But what if I can't do it? What if I'm not funny? Wow. What, what if I'm not syndrome. funny when I try and do it on purpose? Hits a lot of us. And you know what you need? The only mm. way to beat that... Mm. Drink. Be rich. <laughs> Come from wealth. Yeah, good, That's yeah. the only way to beat wow. that. If you don't, you have to put a lot of work in, which you have, mm. wonderfully. Mm. Then you get to 30. And what's the catalyst? Is there a point, you know... Yes. The uh, trousers fall down? My trousers stop falling down at that age. Okay. Wow. Okay. And actually, I don't want them to because I'm... Well, no one wants their trousers to fall down, surely. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want them to fall down anymore because I don't want... I don't want to be ashamed of my legs anymore. 
You want to be taken seriously. I want my legs to be taken seriously. I want okay. me to be taken seriously. Right. So I start thinking, there's a world out there. Let's let's be frank. Yeah. It was now starting to make me not like myself a bit because I hadn't tried to do what I secretly wanted to do. Right. So how Secret did drama. you how did you go into it? What did you do? I did a bit of stand up in Rotherham. Was it? <laughs> Where was it? Where are you at this point? Manchester. No, no, now. no. I'd moved down here by then. Oh, you're in London now. Yeah. So you were working places like Balham. My first ever stand up right, yep. gig was at the Coach Among- and Horses near Oxford Circus. I basically. Wrote down a, some things I thought would be funny. A little five-minute slot. Got up. Yeah. Someone heckled me straight away, and mm. I smashed them to pieces. Oh, wow. And made the room laugh, and then just made light of how I'd been knocked off. But they were all laughing. Right. So I thought, This is well, like another trouser-dropping moment in yeah, a way, isn't it? Yeah. It actually is. <laughs> but I actually came away from that and went, well, that's that sorted then, so I can just do stand-up, like, don't even need a okay. plan. Yeah. So I then went and did a second gig where I had no plan, <laughs> and I got up on stage in you know, some pub in Richmond, and there was, yeah. like, a few people just looking at me, and I just looked back at them. <laughs> I just looked because back at them Because they were sort went, of posh, nice, don't <laughs> really want to talk, <laughs> yeah. don't really and want I, to be interacted um, with. I think I sort of went, oh, yeah... Like like a properly dry. Um, but did you say anything? Yeah, eventually. But but what was it? Just stuff. I, I blocked that out of my mind. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? I've tried that. Amazing. And it's, what a lesson. What I always forget is mm. you have to fucking write something mm. and hone it and work on do it. Do you do that? God, yes. Everything we've said here has been completely scripted. Unbelievable. Even your lines. And you, you can't just even. Don't say, know I can it. hardly see you reading it. I knew exactly what you were going to say <laughs> before this. What we're saying is you need to create the framework the framework for the trousers to drop. <laughs> the trousers won't drop by yeah. themselves. Make sure the braces... Well, they will drop by make themselves. Make sure the braces are attached. You need to drop a lot of trousers before you drop the right ones. Exactly. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Okay, fine. This has been really good for you, hasn't it? Mm. I feel like you've really... You've actually... You've just come from therapy. You don't I mind have. me saying that. No, not at all. I checked before. Would you say this is better than that? Has more come out? It's I feel like you're a lot happier than when you turned up. <laughs> So I suggest save a bit of money and just go on loads of podcasts. Yeah, if they're well, happy. That's the plan. But how is all that going? Because I talk a lot about depression <clears throat> mm-hmm. in a sort of funny, jokey, silly way, but also a real way. So it means that it exists in spaces that aren't difficult to be in. So just using that today as an example, mm. I've gone and had a good old chat with mm. a brilliant therapist. Right. Then I've come here and we're still talking about the same thing, but we're in a different vibe. And that's okay. And how long? Then it isn't a secret, is it? No. Well, and it it mustn't be. I realised I had it just before that show, so four years ago. Mm. But I have honestly had it my whole life, Mm. and it's realising. It's remember being sat after doing a pantomime of all things, dressed as a devil, (laughs) (laughs) sitting at the party, incapable of talking to anyone. It's almost the classic catalyst. It is really, isn't it? But sitting at a party, not realising I couldn't speak to anyone, even though they were some of my best friends, you know. Mm. And going, I've had so much fun. Mm. Why am I feeling like this? Mm. And do you know yet? <laughs> well, yes, I think I know where it's sort of come from. I think it's stuff that's put in the brain early on, and then mm. you um, you find it hard to view the world any other way if it's, it's, if kind it's of in incredible. there from the beginning, if it's ingrained. This way of thinking, mm. anxious, depression, and yeah. negative, and all this sort of thing, was ingrained. Mm. And it's not until we realize it's there, then you can start to unpick it. That's well, what I'm saying. It's interesting because... And start to think there's another way of thinking, basically. Yes. But it, it's almost like rewriting your DNA, which is very difficult. It, and it's constant. 
Uh, yeah. We're not constant as in like in a scary way that like every day you've got to make every thought different. Uh, what I've realized is because I did a load of therapy years ago. Mm. What I've realized is now and again, your perception may have gone off again. So making sense of it again right. will make you more likely to not take it so seriously when you're bummed out. You've got to reel back to that place where yeah, you, can... you just sort of remind yourself that there's there's always another way of thinking mm. about the thing you're thinking about. And I, you have a choice, a happiness. I don't mean that as in be happy, yeah, but no. as in you have a choice to well, you have change a cho- your thought. You have a choice to not accept not feeling happy and mm. then start working out mm. the logic of whether or not you should believe those negative thoughts or whatever. So here we go, getting all serious, but... Yeah, well, I mean, we yeah, don't have um, to. I just thought... No, well, no. you know, as I say it, Nico, I sort of realise you're the first person I talk to about it, ever. I think I remember. outside of Very you know, awkward. close Very awkward, I just walked away, didn't I? You did halfway through. I laughed, didn't I? I laughed. Did you? Yeah, I laughed. I said, oh, God, you idiot. Go on, handle it. And then punched you in the stomach. And then we said, let's get drunk, you (laughs) idiot. And then we talked about girls. Yes. Great. No, we had a lovely chat and it was great. Do you want mm. to talk about where you've been at recently? What, mentally or in terms of... Well, well in terms actually, of uh, acting and stuff, because yeah. the show is for actors, but it's not me just trying it's to get in the biggest, <laughs> the biggest guests I can find, because I can't find any. <laughs> they won't do and it. And here they are. <laughs> <clears throat> three of the last, I'd say, three or four years mm. where everything was going up, 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 mm. and then it fell off a cliff for a bit. Mm. In terms of just there being less work. And, and was that just luck? Well, or had you become incredibly arrogant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Just the way it is. It's just it? the way it's it is. It's literally just you, the way it is. And um, there was a lot of soul searching. And I've really not done anywhere near as much acting as I wanted to. Right. I decided to start writing comedy as a way of meeting people in television mm. so that I could then go, oh, by the way, here's a funny character and can I be in this sketch show and whatever. But... People just wanted the work doing, and so the tactics I chose didn't really do the job. As it, sorry, the the, of the work of writing. Stuff yeah, writing my way into right into okay. productions. But so you it, wanted to write your way in, and they'll go, "Oh, I'll do that part," that sort of thing. That was sort of part of the plan, but oh. basically. The way it panned out was just like, yeah, look, we just need the writing doing. Could you just sit over there, please? Do you think almost like they turned you into the writer and like... Well, it's no, it's not Like, like writers are there and actors are there and never the twain yeah, shall meet. I think you, I have I to say... I think I say never the twain shall meet in every interview, <laughs> by the way, so Never far. the twain shall meet. It's my favourite phrase and my favourite sitcom. No, you can't blame anyone else. I mean, obviously we've known each other a long time. I mean, I blame you for a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You've been out there, mm. physically out there. Yes, Whereas I made the choice at some point to think, well, I can handle all this by doing this in the day and writing mm. and doing this and that. And so different paths lead to different places. And, yeah. you know, you can you can go on a little mission sometimes and go, right, I'll make a load of video stuff. Or, mm. you know, I don't think I've put the right sort of effort in sometimes to get yes. known as an actor. But at the same time, I've actually fallen in love with writing so much. Oh, lovely. That I've relaxed about acting. Mm. And then suddenly little bits and pieces are coming in and I'm really enjoying doing them because mm. I'm not worried about whether it's going to be the biggest thing in the world. Yes, which there you go. Not, none of them are. That's it, isn't it? That's yeah. it. You don't know where it's going to come from. A couple of weeks ago, someone said, oh, you around to do this sketch? And it was a sketch for a Channel 4 thing called Sparks. Oh, yes, Where yes, there's I a think, bunch of companies yes. who've been given 20-odd pieces of content each to do. And we shot this sketch that the guys at Mother's Best Child had written. Mm. And it was like a spoof documentary about cock earthers, which is like flat earthers. Oh, right, yeah. It was like a yeah. joke where we believe that the earth is shaped like a penis. Did it, went along, good laugh, a couple of hundred quid. But that's had like a million hits now. Mm. But a lot of them are insulting me. 
Yes, I saw. I haven't watched it yet, which is awful, I know, but I saw that you writing that everyone believes this is real. But it was fun to do, mm. and I think the thing, you've got to intrinsically enjoy the thing. Yes. More than you want Manage your expectations yeah. and all that. And it's another thing is, again, the John Lennon, I know it's a cliche, but life is something that happens when you're, 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 you know the <laughs> yeah, rest. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's true, isn't it, that mm. you sometimes have to stop and go, oh, no, I'm acting now. Mm. And also the <laughs> you know, still Oh, no, this time. is fun. This is why I did it. I feel I'm only another five years off playing doctors and things. Yes. Why? It's just something to hang on to. An age thing? Yeah. My hair's nearly completely white. Wow. Oh, yes, you would be good. I think I'm nearly nearly in... doctors aren't northern, are they? (laughs) No, I can do accents. Oh, really? Well, let's hear one. (laughs) What do you want? Well, just a posh doctor saying, uh, what could you say? I'm afraid it's serious. Right, I'm afraid it's serious. No? Where were they from, darling? (laughs) (laughs) Try it again, one more time. I'm from Chichester. (laughs) It's quite good. Good. I'm Dr. Chichester. (laughs) Sit down. I'm afraid there's been some bad news. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's 1950s, though. Can you you bring it to the modern? uh, No. No? No. Why? (laughs) I've never not been to Chichester recently. We'll talk again another time. This has been fun. Yeah, it's not as bad as I make it sound. No. I always say that to my son. Yeah. It's not as bad as Daddy makes it sound. We're doing it. It's lovely. It's all good. Yes. And it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, lovely. It's a pleasure to, to hang out with you, Nico. Lovely. Well, that's the end of this. Thank you, Nico. Please watch that sketch. Channel 4 Sparks. Cock Earthers. Cock Earthers. And look out for Nico, because he's everywhere. Aren't you, darling? Yeah, a bit. 2020 is our year, darling. Yes. Please do watch my Sky Arts short with MC Harvey of So Solid Crew. Have you seen it yet, Nico? No, not yet. I've watched the other one that you told me to watch, though. Okay. <laughs> and watch Harry Hill's Club Night, which I'm on, twice. Can I get in one more plug? Yes, please do. I've written a urban myth on Sky, which will be... No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right, no, sorry, carry on. Sorry. An urban myth on... You've written... I've written, you, an, oh, I've wow, written an urban good. myth, um, which is a strand of fun things on Sky Arts. And mm. the wonderful, talented Morgana Robinson is playing Tracy Emin, wow. having oh, her great. breakdown in the bed that then became the piece of art. And that's been shot in a couple of weeks. It's going to be on in the new year. So oh, how cool. hopefully February or March. Oh, so, right. Well, look out for that. And in the meantime... Tweet me, twit me, all those things. Mm. Instagram, Animan Actress, Colin Holt Comedy. You can get in touch with me on either of those. And, you know, just do your job and make this podcast a success. All right, I love you, my darlings. Goodbye. Goodbye from Nico. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Talking to Actors uh, with Animan. Starring Colin Holt, edited by Dan Snellgrove, part of the Great Big Owl family. Please subscribe, review and share. You can find Colin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. And the same goes for um, Anna Man. Just look it up, you'll find it. I'm Sue Clinch. Uh, ta Great Big Owl. Dot com. 
Hello, I'm John Holmes, and yes, the last thing you need is another podcast that takes apart a television show and hacks through it like a cough going through a pensioner. Except wait, because this is the The One Show show in which myself and my guests force ourselves to watch a week's worth of TV's The One Show and then analyse it all in far too much detail. It sounds like a terrible idea, and it is for us. But for you, it's entertainment gold that's all over a programme you yourself have no intention of ever watching. The The One Show show every Tuesday and Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.